Welcome to the Best Friends Fan Cast. We are an ARI YMBF fan podcast where we talk about anything and everything Allison Rosen. I'm Lisa Lowry, back from the most surreal vacation ever. I'm super glad to be back. Actually not because I fell in love with Washington, but that's another story. Um, on this episode, we will talk about the Monday, July 25th episode with Spike Ferriston and the Thursday, July 28th episode, Allison's New Jacket, Greg's Old Journal, and Chips from France. But first, I would like to introduce fellow best friend and co-host, Rafael Castaneda. Welcome, Rafi. Hi, Lisa. Well, thank you for filling in for me last week. Um, you did a bang-up job, as usual. I think I picked the right person to do that, you and Leanne. And I want to apologize to anyone who listens expecting you. And oh, stop it. Thank you for allowing me to host when you can't. And I'm so, so bummed that you're on all the time that I happily had you back this week <laughs> yeah and again i'm sorry that i'm on here so much but when she has a guest that's seinfeld related and then also even when it's not i just want to talk about allison's show so sorry people who don't like me yeah that's hey worlds collide and everybody loves you so i just wanted to talk about the last episode that you did really quick um i did you sent out happy birthday to Brittany on there so i drunkenly <laughs> you emailed me you not drunkenly you emailed me you know the show and everything and the description and uh didn't know the title or whatever so i said and this is the drunkenly part i named it and i also filled in a bunch of other stuff i don't know if you read <laughs> the show description i added more stuff because i'm like this is fun i'm sitting at a bar and i'm on vacation and i'm stupid so i named the show front and center Monroe and that is a saying that goes back to a trip that I went on with Brittany where we were flop housing it with like a bunch of girls and a couple guys like all in one room and you know she's got like this awesome like you know bleach blonde hair and my husband looks over and she's just like got her hair kind of sticking out and we we're all trying to get out to get ready and he's like front and center Monroe <laughs> so that's where that came from she became Monroe after that and then, you know, <clears throat> between her and I, Seinfeld and I Love Lucy is, we can relate everything in life to both of those shows. So for her birthday, of course, I had to put She's in My Birthday, too. So if anyone was wondering what the hell any of that meant, it was a lot of inside jokes between me and Brittany and Raphael had n no idea what was going on. <laughs> he just showed up and did an awesome job and I, uh, I hijacked it a tad. First, let's talk about the Monday episode with Spike Ferriston. Well, first of all, I also got her AC fixed, it sounds like. So, hallelujah. Apparently, I missed a real scorcher out here while I was gone. I was in beautiful Washington. I don't know if I mentioned that already. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the only thing I got from that was, I mean, I hate the heat, so... When I'm out there, it just feels like a heat wave all the time. Yeah. But I guess when their AC broke during that one episode, I guess it was extra hot. But I feel like, aren't they used to it? I think if you have air conditioning and then, and this is what happened to us last year, is our air conditioning broke right during like the biggest heat wave ever. And it was miserable. Yeah, you're used to it, but at least here you have air conditioning. You can turn it on, but it's like you're, it's like you're in hell. Like you can't even get outside of your own it's just uh ugh. it's it, it's it's horrible and to be pregnant on top of that because then you have hot flashes and whatever else is going on with your hormones 
and you're extra cranky. <laughs> I don't know. That is just a very long, a whole week without air conditioning. I think we went a couple of days. Ugh, and we didn't even have a fan or anything. So, well, oh, sorry. We had one fan that we just moved from window to window to like bring in the, the cooler night air. By cooler is like 80. <laughs> right. And it was just, it's miserable. Like just sweating while you're sleeping. But one thing I did notice being in Washington, every hotel we went to, except for the last one that was amazing, no air conditioning. And the window wouldn't open. It was like stuffy and smelly and just like, ugh. And I think it's because they don't probably typically need air conditioning there, but we definitely did. It was not not great. Oh, I thought it was because everyone in Seattle wants to commit suicide. <laughs> you know, it was a little bit cloudy when I was there and a tiny bit of rain. Not really, barely. Oh, that's my fucking perfect weather for me. It was awesome because every time I've been there, it's been sunny. I'm like, are people just trying to keep us out of Washington and telling us that it rains all the time and it's miserable but it was obviously the trees are telling the truth it rains a lot because there's a million trees everywhere you should go there Seattle is like always raining and I, I don't know about snow you like snow right right well I mean when I went for Bumbershoot the weather was amazing oh like, yeah okay I went to the same place beautiful where you were but... I didn't realize Bumbershoot was right by the Space Needle so we went to the Space Needle and saw like signs for Bumbershoot and everything. I'm like, oh, this is where it is. And that was where it was kind of overcast and drizzly a little bit. Yeah, I mean, when when I went to the Space Needle, uh, the first day I went there, it was like super clear and a beautiful day. And then the next day was, well, it rained like that night and it was crazy and it was awesome. And then the next day was like super gloomy. And I fucking love that kind of weather. But... I, I like it. I just need a break from it. And I think it's probably just ingrained in me living in California my whole life for the most part. I mean, living in Texas, too, where it's miserably hot. But um, growing up here where it's sunny and you just, you know, that's you. I think you grew up liking what you grew up liking. You know what I mean? Right. So but I do love it when it rains and I just need a break. After two weeks of raining, I, I want to kill myself. I The Space Needle is the first place I would head to. <laughs> and if anyone's in Seattle and wants to go to an amazing dinner, go to Vito's Italian restaurant. Super, super good. Um, we stumbled upon that. But and also, did you notice Seattle is, is so clean? Like it's a huge city. There's still homeless people, but everything was clean. It was crazy. Um, I don't remember that. I feel like um but then again I was just like just in that major kind of downtown area, so maybe that's just the clean part, but Everyone there is like a hippie. Um, yeah. I keep mentioning that they have separate uh, like containers for your your trash and like your food and your plastics and all that. And it's illegal apparently to throw away food there. You have Whoa. to compost it. Um, <laughs> so I don't wow. know. It, it, it just reminded me of Colorado just turned up to 11 is what I keep saying. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go there just because there's a lot of gabachos, but... Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like a lovely place to visit, um, for Bumbershoot and a lot of great memories from it. So Spike's actual name is Michael and he's had about a million nicknames, which I think is really funny, uh, being little Mike, which, because his dad's name is Mike and Spike is a nickname, but Pine Weasel as a nickname, like that just seems, nicknames, shouldn't they roll off the tongue and make it easier to call somebody <laughs> I don't know if the guy who called him Pine Weasel meant it in a bad way, but a lady at my last job called me a weasel once, which oh. I thought was 
pretty funny. Uh, she was a grade A cunt, and I hope she's dead now. She's like 109 years old. Um, she's probably very happy I don't work there anymore. I'm very happy I don't have to see her stupid face anymore. But uh, one day, I forget why, uh, but behind my back, like to my friend and some other people, she was complaining and she said that weasel. And then me and my friend were just dying laughing when he told me the story. Well, sounds like we have a new nickname. Um... Uh, <laughs> no, no thanks. <laughs> oh, that's. But imagine calling someone, hey, pine weasel, get over here. It's just such a weird. Is a uh, pine weasel a thing? It is. I think. I feel like I know what it is, but it's not going to come right out. It's like, uh, it is a thing. But do they think, because he looked like one, so I guess you just call someone by what they look like. That's the other weird thing. Oh, okay, well, here's the one number one thing. If your name is Mike, you're going to have a nickname, because everybody's name is Mike. But in our circle, it's usually, you know, the last name is what you call, you know, the person where you almost forget that that person's name is Mike, because, I mean, my brother, my dad, and my husband, and my uncle are all named Mike. <laughs> But they all go by their first names. But every every group of our friends, it's just all last names. So I don't even. So maybe that's why. But or maybe it's like an Irish thing where it's just like everybody's got a nickname somewhere. I don't know. I know we've talked about nicknames on here before, so we don't need to like go into that. But it just seems kind of like weird to have so many. Like you notice that some people have so many nicknames, and then some people have never had one before. Yeah. Um. I'm looking at pictures of pine weasels right now, and they're super cute. <laughs> They are. That's what I remember them being cute. I feel like they came. They come from where I just was. I literally typed in pine weasel, and the suggested thing is pine weasel Twin Peaks. No way. Yeah. <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's yes. The the pine weasel. Oh my god. How am I not remembering this right now? <laughs> you call yourself a Twin Peaks fan? Oh my gosh. The Save the Pine Weasel, duh. I'm looking at it right now. Ghostwood appeasal to save the weasel. Oh my god. I hold on one second. Alright, so one of the things for those of you don't that don't know, I went to the Twin Peaks Festival, that's where I just came back from. And I'm gonna show Rafi this poster that's sitting right next to me. It says uh, Ghostwood National Forest. <laughs> this wow. is the Save the Pine Weasel thing that they Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so now there's proof that I'm not a real uh, fan. Exactly. (laughs) Although the... What I heard, you you did really poorly at trivia as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm not great at that. Okay, so one thing I definitely want to talk about, he was talking about uh, his growing up and his parenting that he had or lack thereof. And it was something we talked about on another episode about like old school being like a piece of shit. And basically his parenting sounded kind of the same. They didn't go too much in depth onto it. But like the old school parenting is pretty much no parental, parental, (laughs) parental supervision where you're just like, like he said, Lord of the Flies and you're just running the streets. And the new school, it seems like it's like overly like. I know, like, every breath my kids are taking. Like, every, like, time they fart, I know what's going on. You know what I mean? It's not like nothing goes gets by me, which I feel like there's a better way. Like, somewhere in the middle. The way he put it was that his parents wrote him off. But um, he did mention that they were more worried about the other siblings. So, yes, I don't know what that was about. But, yeah, I wasn't, like, my parents did not uh, do much parenting. 
um, I turned out not great. So see, that's what happened to me too. And I was like, my brother and I were like number one into vandalism and we were pyromaniacs. <laughs> like this is what happens when you have no parents. You're just, that's what you do. You go on adventures is what we used to call them. And you like go and like he even said you, we weren't looking for trouble. But the things we were doing, like trying to start, you know, doing fireworks everywhere, making our own fireworks or, <laughs> well, stealing from people is not really nice. But, um, and vandalizing and stuff like that, where it's just like, I, it, you're just taking the streets, to, they're yours. The streets were ours, <laughs> which is not the greatest <laughs> idea. So you mentioned something that I, I wrote it down because he said one time he burnt his backyard down. Yes. And I wrote that down because I've had a couple of, uh, instances where I got a little carried away with the fires <laughs> and now you say that you have I think we need to share stories <laughs> I don't know where my brother got it but him and his friend managed he would always have these friends who were like kind of rich but their parents were kind of hands off also so they could get their hands on things like gunpowder so we would have all this gunpowder and they were making fireworks we always had lighters and fireworks and taking fireworks and making them illegal, just everything just, and we're doing it right in neighborhoods. It's not like, <laughs> or throwing them off balconies or it wasn't like we were being safe and sane at all. It was just, let's do fireworks everywhere. I, th I remember doing fireworks while we were driving. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so did you ever burn anything down? No, I, but I do know my uncles were sounding exactly like Spike's family. It, my mom's family is a family of 10, um, Irish family and hands off also, but also they're, you know, they're older. So it was way back in when you just, I remember my grandma saying that my uncle fell down a ravine. She's like, oh, that's the ravine he fell down or whatever when he, he was in diapers. And I thought, so he was wandering around the streets by himself in diapers, <laughs> but they all, our whole area used to be all orange groves and I guess they were responsible for burning down a whole orange grove somewhere around here. Oh, but that was just like, a th it was like boys being boys type of thing. Now it's like, Oh my gosh, a major deal. Did you ever burn anything down? Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> um, not like completely. It was, it was a small fire. So we, I can't remember what grade this was, but me and my best friend, we got out of school and I guess it was like the end of the year because I just remember for some stupid reason we were like throwing out all the papers from our backpacks and whatnot. And we just had like this big pile and I don't know how we decided we should burn them. But we did that and that's not a good idea inside of a, an apartment. <laughs> and it like burnt like the carpet and then I his his uncle was watching him and the uncle was like asleep. I don't, I don't know how we got it, how we put it out, but all I know is that I got sent home and I guess he got in trouble. Fortunately, my parents are not good parents, so I did <laughs> not get in trouble. But I was very scared that I was going to get hit, but uh, I actually didn't, so it worked out for me. Well, lucky you. <laughs> I learned a lesson, though. You don't hide it. Fires oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not in apartments got it it burnt down to like the under layer of the carpet where it looked like an ego waffle so. oh my gosh i don't know how the fuck we didn't like burn everything down but we got lucky 
Yeah, I don't know how we didn't burn down our our houses or just, I mean, I think about all the things that we were into and how lucky that we are that we pretty much got out of it unscathed. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, mentally, still pretty fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spike talked about his dad basically giving him no attention and his dad loved TV. His dad gave t- the TV attention. So, of course, Spike maybe subconsciously got himself on TV to <laughs> have his dad give him attention some in some weird wh- roundabout way. <laughs> Is that the therapy answer? Maybe. Maybe. Well, because he did say that his dad was kind of like a like a kind of wanting to be a comedian but never actually tried it. But so, but he did pass on all the taught him what the good comedy was. So I think maybe that's why. But maybe he was trying to get his dad's attention by getting on TV. It's funny because, and he said he's one of how many did he say it? I forgot. It's a big family, right? I don't remember. I don't remember him saying actually, but I know it sounded like it was a big family. Or maybe I'm just putting it over onto my own is it because he said that they were catholic yes probably irish catholic i'm like oh so he's like one of 15 right um yeah so that's it's funny because all my aunts and uncles are all still fighting for their parents attention or approval or something it's like they're always just it's just weird how that that is just put into you i think we talked about that having more than four kids is like child abuse that's what i think (laughs) because it just i think it changes you you become a weirdo i don't know or you become a really good uh writer and comedian and funny person on tv when he interned on david letterman and snl the only thing i really got out of that was the comment she's got nice milkers (laughs) about the lady that was changing that they were all spying on that's super creepy he was interning at some music show and the music show sounded kind of interesting and he said he said that some some glass i guess when it gets dark uh there's next to the fashion institute and people would like come check themselves out in the mirror and so i think on the on the on on the re-listen i think what he meant is like they come, they change, then they come stand in front of it and use it as a mirror. But at first I thought he meant they were changing in front of it. So it's less creepy now, I think, I th- but still very creepy. And also Eric Clapton yes. is a fucking creep. He stole <laughs> yes. George Harrison's wife and I hate him. And But I like his <laughs> guitar playing. One more reason to hate Eric Clapton. Yeah, She's him. got nice milkers. That just makes me think that's yeah, so- that makes boobs sound even grosser. Well, he said it, it could have been someone else, but right. some, the British accent said that. <laughs> Somebody. Kind of funny, but just super, super creepy. It is funny that he just talk, said that just like whatever. Usually people be like, there's somebody there that maybe is in music. Well, let's talk about the most important thing that he's done so far that I can think of <laughs> is writing some episodes of Seinfeld. I Like I, I tweeted when I was listening to the episode that I only knew of Spike Ferriston as a name in the credits. I didn't know what he did. <laughs> All I know is I would always see that name and I'm like, who is that? Same with Alec Berg. Yes. Like, I know that name from the Seinfeld credits. I don't know what they do. Now I know. And I know what he, uh, apparently he's written the Soup Nazi, the Little Kicks. <laughs> when when Allison said, oh, also the episode you wrote where Elaine dances. Yes. And I was like, the Little Kicks? I'm like, <laughs> I was doing the same thing. <laughs> I wrote down Elaine dances, question mark, Little Kicks, duh, come on now. <laughs> I don't think she's as into Seinfeld as we are. But, no. and again, we don't know everything. But, yeah, he, um, 
he wrote some great episodes uh, during the time that Larry David was still there, so that makes them better to me, I think. What are your thoughts on... Those are two classic episodes, and the fact that he lived through the soup Nazi experience so that, you know, you can actually... That's exactly... The way he was even talking about it, it was like he was just narrating the show. <laughs> like, how they... Exactly how they acted. I don't know. That I think that's pretty cool that that happened, and then having, like, the inside story with Larry David and the blazer... Buying the blazer out of spite. <laughs> right. So I think a lot of people might not know that George is based on Larry David, but also kind of a lot of the stories are put onto Jerry. Yeah, I didn't know that the blazer was a real thing, and I didn't know that it happened to Larry David. But I have been in that situation. Have Have you, like, you go to a nice store and they're looking at you like oh. you are in here mistakenly or you're oh, trying yeah. to steal? I think that's the number one reason, well... Yeah, number two reason why I don't ever go out shopping for clothes. It's like, I don't want to be judged by you people. Like, I'm so sick of it. Yeah, that's for sure happened to me. And go fuck all of those people. You work, you work on commission, right? Big mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's on like my, my favorite fucking movie. And it's not really, but it's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> And people are shocked. They're like, why do you like Pretty Woman? I'm like, is this fucking funny? It's, it's like Julia Roberts. It's got Jason Alexander driving a Lotus. <laughs> a Lotus Esprit. Come on. Corners like it's on rails. I That's... When I was in Seattle, my husband went to go take a shower. I'm like, okay, cool. I can turn it off. Whatever Alaskan Mountain Men show we have been watching for the last half hour. And course pretty women's on i'm like yes finally <laughs> i love it if that's on overboard there are certain movies if they're on you gotta watch them that's definitely right. one of them that's a top one for me anyways that was a total sidetrack but it's totally well worth it so he went into talking about his relationships and having that self-awareness of seeing that relationships are i feel like every relationship i've ever had probably ended about the same way or in the same type of but i never really thought like maybe i should change <laughs> wow that was just like a therapy moment i just had a breakthrough my wow um oh that's funny because i'm gonna bill you for this <laughs> you totally should by the way um yeah it, to have that after three breakups and saying wow i've had that same conversation three times and to having the wherewithal to say i'm gonna go to the bookstore and go to the self-help aisle and look into this some more that's kind of huge for a person, <laughs> a human being to do. It seems so obvious, but yeah, when, like, when you hear these things, like you know, like he who's not does not understand his past is like doomed to repeat it or whatever that saying is. Like these these things are all kind of true, but we just because we hear them so often, or like because it's like a you see it on Instagram, some stupid fucking inspiration <laughs> feed, you know, you just ignore it, but. If we do pay attention, we can avoid a lot of problems. Well, the way he kind of described it, too, is saying, you know, when you're facing something that looks like turmoil and you're attracted to that, that's the time you need to be like George Costanza and do everything the opposite and see how things turn out. But I never, ever went into a relationship. I was like, this is like crazy and it's chaotic and there's turmoil. It was never like that. And maybe I turned a blind eye to it or something, but... I would just see like, wow, this person's nice or whatever. And and then they would become a crazy person later. Or or then you find a lot of times I would date people that I realized probably not the best idea as far as our personalities didn't go together. But I just 
I didn't say no <laughs> very often. It was like, all right, that sounds cool. And then you date someone for like a year when you don't really feel like you even have a connection at all. I wasted a lot of time on bad relationships, in other words. But for you to see that it's coming and actually go for it is kind of strange to me, I guess. But there's only like two more things I wanted to talk about this episode. And I'm pretty much just comments. He said that he has they have two kids. Well, OK, a little bit about this. He said your perspective definitely changes once you have kids and you see. And what he said was everybody else looks pretty stupid without kids. I'm like, yes, it's so true. And it's hard not to say because you're not going to be like, oh, everyone should have kids. It's just you realize how trivial your life was before or how the things were so trivial before you have kids because it changes your perspective of like, oh, who gives who gives a fuck about that rave or whatever they're talking about. Sometimes I hang out with some of my friends that I'm just like, you would be maybe probably the worst parent, but you would learn the most from being a parent because super self-centered and just like, oh my gosh, they just have no clue and by the way, I not that I have such a huge clue because I have kids. I'm still learning something every day. And I'm learning that I'm a huge selfish person, apparently, because I never get any time to myself and I'm complaining about it all the time. But it's definitely a huge learning experience. And it's it's just a different perspective to see it from the other side. And the way he said that, it was like, exactly. Like, I don't want everyone to have kids. Trust me. Like, most people, a lot of people shouldn't even be trying it. But... It's just funny how he was saying that. And, and she's only pregnant. She hasn't even had her kid yet. But you still, when you're pregnant, you have a different perspective, too, of like, ugh, I don't even want to do that right now. I'm just, I'm growing a person. <laughs> and it's not something you can explain to anyone until they've done it. It's just one of those things that when you hear someone else say it, it's like, yeah, that's, those people say like, oh, you've never been tired until you've had kids. It's really true. There's, I've had more than one job at a time and worked since I was like 13 and worked worked and went to school at the same time and did all of those things but having a kid even when you're not working it's like the most tiring exhausting mental squishing job ever i keep going back and forth but like between if i actually want kids or not and i think i'm just like i guess it's up to whoever i marry if they <laughs> want kids it's fine if not that's also fine when he said that i think I think that's if you're a good parent, you think that way that, you know, it's not about me anymore. It's about these kids. But because there are plenty of people who have kids and they just keep on living their life like, you know, they're young and they don't give a fuck. You see it all up and down Facebook. It's like, where are your kids while you're doing all these things? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But um, when he said that, like, I kind of got offended, but it's because we're in very different places and I could see how if I had kids, I would feel the same way. But I feel like I know, I know what you mean because it does, it does seem like an offensive thing to say, but it is such a true statement. It's hard to, like I said, understand until you're on that other side. And one day if you do, you're going to be like, Oh, okay. Got it. It's just like a whole different view of life it's just totally different but your life is still stressful it's still hard it's not like dismissing you know all these people that like have a hard life you know what i mean not 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 i wasn't so so much offended about that i was i was just thinking like more like well what if you don't want kids then your life is meaningless like no there's like true yeah i see what you mean there yeah because then he's like well what are you doing with yourself if you don't (laughs) yeah i see what you mean 
Now, me, I'm a garbage person. That's a fact. <laughs> He's right about me. But there are very many people out there who don't have kids and they're like productive members of society. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're, they're like charitable and they're like trying to better the world in their own way. And I just feel like that is commendable as well. Absolutely. I see couples, some of my friends where it's just like, it's not even, they don't have kids and, but it's not like, oh, you don't have kids. You don't understand. It's like they are just doing everything where I'm jealous of their life, you know, in, in the other way, like they have a different perspective that's more mature maybe and different where they can actually see the other side without kids. And it's like, you're just being this productive, amazing living life. You're not just being a schlub, or whatever, you know? But yeah, there's definitely the other side to it. I think they should be commended as well. And I certainly don't want to be commended for having any kids, but it definitely makes you see things in a very different light. Right. And I don't want it to sound like uh, I hate parents. Parents are great. <laughs> Keep having kids. Just cut that part out that just says, I hate parents and leave it there. Um, <laughs> the other thing that he said about being a parent, because he's a parent of two, and he said, you know, having a third kid, the third kid is the divorce kid, and it's so true. <laughs> I think, and I don't know if it's just because it's my own experience, but my sister is the third kid and she's the uh, the bad seed. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but watch it. It's her. And my parents got a divorce after her. And it's funny that he says that because obviously I relate to that. But then you hear of the third kid just like, well, I don't know why it just changes for people. Although my nephew is a third kid, my brother and his wife are still together. And she says he's like, he was the easiest, best one. So they, they beat the odds. But... My brother, my my husband always said, because I said, well, maybe we need to have another kid or another couple kids. And I said, no, the third kid is, you know, that's the, the creepy one. That's the one that, <laughs> not the creepy one. Third ch children are now going to be <laughs> tweeting me, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but um, it's funny that he said that because it does change the dynamic because two and two, it's even. There's a spot for a family of four everywhere. There's, you're not outnumbered yet. It's it's so different. And I think the third child also sometimes is an accident. So maybe you're already kind of on the outs and it just happens to be when you have a divorce anyways, but it's just kind of, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> so are you uh, the third kid? <laughs> I am the third kid. My yes. parents are yes. separated. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, did they get separated after you? <laughs> so <laughs> they were married. For <laughs> it's not like what like he got her pregnant and just left. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to like take my feet out of my mouth and backtrack, and I'm trying to wave like some shiny bright things so that you get distracted and just talk about it. Just talk about it. I they <laughs> they were married for 26 years and split up when I was in my early 20s. Oh, okay. So you uh, weren't like in your early first year of life. <laughs> right. It's not like the, it was the divorce kid in that way, but I am the third kid and they're split up. So, I mean. Yeah, but I don't still. think that the by third kid, divorce kid, it means like you're having a divorce like in the next like year or two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't them. But then again, you know, there were, they were. From a very different background. Um, the other thing, Allison, you say people that drive Porsche, Porsche 911s are assholes and you've changed your tune on that. Don't. They are. That's all I had to say about that. So he's the host of a show called Car Matchmaker. And I had heard about the show. Uh, I 
recently watched one episode when I heard that uh, he was on her show. And it was the same one she watched where someone was uh, trying to buy a truck for his job, um, for his business. That icon truck that she's talking about that costs 300 grand. Um, I know of this company. I know of the, the truck. I saw the truck. I've seen the truck on, on online. I think even back when it was on CarCast. He ruined that truck. This Mike Ward guy or whatever his name is. You should look it up because it he does some cool things, but he overdoes it. Yeah, over-accessorization is horrendous. So, like, like I don't know if you ever listen to CarCast, but Adam would always talk about how, oh, like, every nut and bolt is, like, anodized aluminum, and it's great. And that's great on a race car, but when you take, like, a truck from the 70s or the 60s or whatever, and then you put all this fucking aluminum anodized bullshit and all these... Like, it's great. These are all great materials to work with. But then when you put it everywhere, it strips the character out of the car. Yes. So, and I love cars and listening to... I try listening to CarCast, but it's very hard. It's super hard to listen to somebody talk... Well, first of all, it's Adam. So it was hard to listen to it anyways. But it's hard to listen to someone talk about cars that you're not interested in. Right. So I like country music and I love cars but you stick me in a room with 10 people that say the same thing and we're going to be all very 10 different people it's just it's it's very selective and I don't even want to say I'm like a snob about the kind of cars I like because it's not like they're that great I have a very particular kind of cars that I like and I don't care if anybody else likes them or not it's just that's what I like but like you said, it's the same thing with buying like an old house. I hate it when someone takes an old house, they rip out the original bathroom that's awesome, the original kitchen that's amazing, and they change it into some modern house where it's like, just buy a modern house. I don't understand why you need to ruin these beautiful pieces of history and just like put in your BS granite. Like I don't I don't understand it. So same thing with the cars. Like just restore it don't add all these yeah tchotchkes to everything by the way she confirmed that she's having the baby january february which i originally said i believe she's due around january 29th which was my um i did my math based on how many weeks she was talking about and trying to like add weeks because of recording time and whatever else so we we knew it was like january ish but it's good that she verified that for us yeah so thank you so she'll be a what did i say aquarius so that'd be good a uh, nice, cool, calm, collected child. All right, let's talk about the Thursday episode. Allison's new jacket, Greg's old journal, and chips from France. Um, so first we were her little cinnamon bun Oreos. Have you had those at all? You know what? I don't even think I heard that. Really? I. She said it pretty quick, and they just didn't really touch on it at all. But um, I've heard Jenna talking about them on her show, that they were probably one of her favorite ones out of all the weird flavors um i don't think i've even seen them in the stores but i don't know i'm kind of like a i hate it when people say i'm a purist but i because it sounds like you're so elite but i like oreos just oreos by themselves oreos plain <laughs> what you mean is you're boring yes <laughs> i do like vanilla ice cream i do like plain oreos have you tried the golden oreos yes they're like even more plain and they're and fucking they're delicious they're so good i okay i do like those I've tried the thin ones, and the mint ones. Those were really good. But they only taste like a better thin mint because they have the Crisco-y, sugary cream in the middle. I mean, can't go wrong with that. 
But I think I want to look up the cinnamon bun Oreos because I feel like if Jenna likes them, that I'll like them. She said the peanut butter ones suck. So they started talking about anxiety dreams. It's funny that her and Daniel are both having them because they really are on the same, you know, they're on the same path, but different roads. I don't know. How, how would you say it? But you're both like have a lot of things going on, a lot of change coming up. It's like in Stranger Things, one of them is in the upside down and you don't get that reference because you haven't seen it yet. Ooh, that's going to make me want to watch it even more. You should watch it. Daniel mentioned that he had a dream where he had two months to live. When I have a, a a dream where something bad happens, I think that means it's not going to happen. So I don't think he should worry about it. Because like, like, you know, in your dream, like you win the lottery or whatever, then you wake up and you're like, oh, no, I didn't win anything. So, yeah. oh, great. you know, you dream you're going to die or something and you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I think we've talked plenty on anxiety dreams, mostly teeth grinding, my teeth falling out, crumbling dreams or being late, always being late for picking up the kids. Like they're waiting for me somewhere and I'm supposed to pick them up and like it's getting dark and somebody's talking to me and I can't get out the door. And it's like, I know they're just sitting there waiting for hours for me to come pick them up. So I have those kind of anxiety. Those are the ones after though, before having the kids, I definitely had anxiety dreams and fearing, fearing that you're going to die once you become a parent is definitely a huge part of it. I mean, you think about now that they have to live without you, I don't, it's not like you're so, so so great or something, but I think like someone said, you know, you're the king of their kingdom or you're the queen of their land or whatever. It's like you're the one that's in charge of everything and now you have all this responsibility and like had this fear of leaving them to the wolves basically, which probably would have been better in my case. But anyways, <laughs> that was a horrible thing to say. <laughs> Do you have anxiety dreams? I don't have a lot of dreams. Um, interesting. That's yeah, a, so not not really. That's I mean. interesting. She talked about finally buying maternity clothing, which I think it's kind of funny that she's even doing that yet. But I guess everyone is different with their bodies. But it definitely maternity clothes are so comfortable that it was hard to give them up afterwards. They're just they're made for you to be comfortable. And by the way, they're made to fit extra room where you might be eating let's say <laughs> so if you're not pregnant anymore no they're just super comfortable I did have the same kind of experience going to places like she did and having some of the things kind of fit like tenty or but when I was pregnant it was the whole like um the skinny jean thing just started kind of so they still had the flare jeans by the way Allison flare jeans no, no. Yeah, when she no, said no. that she likes boot cut and flared jeans, I was like, ooh, no. <laughs> but to each their own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was actually my first experience changing over because they didn't have the flare jeans. And I was like, well, I guess I'll get these. And I realized how much, I, although fat people really shouldn't be wearing skinny jeans because it just makes you look even fatter. But the flare jeans are just like swashbuckling. Like, it's just not it's not a good thing it's not a good look but buying maternity clothes i just thought it was funny that she said she found a coat that's you know way less just a marked up coat somewhere else and they called it a maternity coat and it's not even one i'm curious to see what this shirt looked like i'm i'm guessing it's on instagram or snapchat and i just haven't seen it yet well she was wearing it during the recording so i'm guessing it's the white 
thing she's wearing in the picture on the episode. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. But uh, the name of the company was Pee in a Pod, and I thought it was really funny that Daniel said soon, soon it'll be Pee in a Pants. <laughs> right. And then, and then Jenna said, yeah, and afterwards, too. Like, not just now, afterwards, because that is so true. And then she feels like she has to apologize to people for being pregnant or uh, like, sorry for my appearance. Like, sorry, I'm pregnant. Sorry. I'm, you know, when she's going into her job, I do want to, I do, I do want to talk about this some more. So there's a pee in the pod, uh, like near the mall that I go to. I've never been there, but I'm curious about some of these maternity clothes aside from the pants with the elastic band thing, which, uh, Jen shout out to her, uh, told me on Twitter that it's like, uh, it's like a gentle hug on your belly. Yes. Um, aside from that, I don't see how clothing would be different from regular clothing aside from they're bigger. Especially, and when she said she bought a jacket at a maternity store, that's just a jacket. <laughs> I know. It's just a bigger jacket. Although I've seen maternity jackets where they just have a little extra... Ma- in the front. Just material in the front. If you look at maternity clothes from like the 50s, they are horrendous. They are exactly what you're explaining. They're like circus tents. Like they're just bigger. They're not cute. They're not anything. Luckily, I don't know when this started and the 80s was horrible too. Oh my gosh. When I was pregnant, um, they had, they did everything where everything was form fitted. They just made a little more room for your stomach to grow. So everything looked normal. And then you just had like extra stretchier material there. Or like the shirt would be a little bit, I wouldn't even say baggier, but it's just there's a little more leeway there and everything had a little bit of stretch to it also. So you can have, and wearing it afterwards looked weird for the shirts at least. Cause there's, you know, whatever, but the pants you could definitely wear, get away with wearing them. Cause you could hide the band, but it's super embarrassing to wear that too much longer afterwards. But the coat oh. thing, she said it wasn't really maternity and they were just selling it as that. I have seen maternity coats. Like you, like I was saying, they just have a little, ex- almost like a little pouch in the front. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, she, she mentioned, she mentions this jacket. I don't think $128 for a jacket is uh, crazy, but the non-maternity quote unquote non-maternity version is 98. Do you think it's, because she went to the Beverly Hills pee in the pod mm. that they jacked up the price? Or is it because they just are jacking up the price because it's a quote-unquote maternity I jacket? bet you it's a little bit of both. Because Nordstrom, you know, jacks up prices too, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't really go to those kind of places, clearly. <laughs> they don't but... sell black t-shirts there? <laughs> they don't yeah, they sell do, Levi's? Actually. I've, That's I've weird. been to them. <laughs> I've been to those stores. They sell black black clothing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could totally go there. So they, but are the prices about three times what I pay off of wherever I get mine? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Plus you have to deal with the, the salesperson. Plus you have to deal with the the shoppers and the parking. Ugh. Another, going back to the jeans, another funny thing um, that was mentioned was boyfriend jeans. Have you ever heard of these? Because I yes. have not. Yes. And they are, okay, this is what happened. It was kind of like, capris and clam diggers <laughs> or whatever let's just say capris <laughs> so it was kind of like that and then it kind of turned into like the rolled up baggier loose fitted jeans so kind of like you still have a cuff but you're i don't know there's just supposed to be like a loose fitted whatever i don't know i don't know that much about any of this stuff but all i know is boyfriend jeans just make me look fatter than i already am <laughs> I don't know. They sounded they sounded crazy. It's like 
Yeah, you're just, Jenna you're, explained you're, it. You're as big like, as your boyfriend now. Good job. Yeah, it's like you're wearing your boyfriend's jeans, which it makes sense, but doesn't at the same time. Because why would you wear men's jeans? I wouldn't wear women's jeans. Right. It's like the romance of like, oh, I'm wearing his dress shirt after we just did it. And that's like right. so that's, cute. But it's like, that's no. something else. But the jeans, that's weird. I think also that we need a Jenna and Allison trying on clothes montage. Oh my god, yes, when they were talking about that. <laughs> which is just like which is just like pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But um also it's like I can't they well first of all this should this should be one of the Patreon videos that they should make. Yes. But um I just imagine like because if you watched, if you've seen Allison during the Ustream days, uh, there were a lot of costumes. And so she would like wear Santa hats, sometimes more than one at the same time. She wears the big glasses, as we know. So I could just imagine like her coming out and it's just her wearing the big glasses and like a funny hat. <laughs> I would love that. I know they were talking a little bit about her Ustream show, which I've only seen a few of them. And I think it would be awesome to see her like ultimate uh pencil dance off or whatever oh, she said it's um it's a video where dustin takes a solo and i've seen that video several times and allison is laughing like to the point that she's like not breathing she's just like in a permanent smile she's just like frozen <laughs> i'm gonna oh, look that up yeah everyone should look it up and this the little cell phone she talks about that makes a little song that they used to do the wavy pencil dance yes to. I tr- I tried to find those somewhere, but they're just not going to exist anymore. Where did you look? I was like looking like on eBay and Amazon, oh, okay, and just stuff like that. Because, but there are some like little novelty cell phones on Amazon, and I'm like, should I order these and just hope that they happen to be the same ones? But right. I doubt it would be. They were also talking about uh, shopping around. Okay, so I'm. The same as Jenna. I need to find the best price for something. But it doesn't mean I'm going to be wasting my time. I am. It's like second nature. You can go to a grocery store. I'm not just going to pick something off the shelf just because that's on my list. I go and see price per ounce and you, you know, you compare this and that. Or before I even go to a store, oh, can I get it shipped to my house for cheaper than if I have to go find it? I check on Amazon, Target, Walmart.com, wherever. Like I'm looking everywhere to cross-reference. And it doesn't take that long. But... It's exactly like what, what Jeff said. He said, uh, you can make more money, but you can't make more time. And I always think of it the, that way of time is money to me. Like, I know that, okay, that those are kind of two different thoughts t- together, I guess. But like Al was saying, he doesn't want to have to return something because he's going to, his time is worth money, which I agree with. There's got to be a way to return it without actually having to go to the store. Or think of something you already need and go there and return it. But an extra trip, eh, I probably wouldn't do it for that. But... He was saying, and also Greg was saying, like, how they don't understand how, you know, girls are so interested in discussing how much they saved on stuff. And the way I look at it is I'm spending my time and my effort to save the, you know, save the family money or whatever that you've worked so hard to earn. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, you're going the opposite side of it. I mean, I don't No, I think I think like Greg or no, uh, Jenna said about Al, how I just go to the store and I'm like, that's the thing I want and I get it because that's what I need. That's what I came for. I mean, it always does feel nice to get a discount or something. I feel like it always happens to me where I buy something and then later on it's like, oh, now it's like this much off. And I'm like, oh, great. I should have waited <laughs> a week, but then I'd be waiting forever. I f- think I grew up the way Jenna did though, where like you look at every single little penny and like everything costs something and 
But then I also look at it the way Al does, where time is money, where I don't want to waste time doing unnecessary trips somewhere, which that seems to be a real female thing, which is funny because a lot of my friends or like how my sister used to be or my mom, they would drive everywhere returning stuff or doing this and doing that. It's like, I don't understand why you're wasting your time with all this extra legwork doing stuff. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like she already has the coat. She doesn't need to return it for the $32 at this point, unless she's going back there already. Yeah. Like with, with this particular jacket, I would say just keep it. Um, it's not that big of a deal. Like I, 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 I can't imagine how much money I've wasted and I would probably have quite a bit more money if I could get it all back. But I, I feel like, yeah, it's not worth it. And I feel like, uh, because my like dad would clip coupons and whatnot, he was super, he is super cheap. I feel like maybe that's why I've kind of gone against that where I'm like, so what? It was like $5 more, like just to not have to think about it anymore is worth it. Like what what Daniel said, you know, is it worth $30 of, you know, would I pay $30 to not have to do that trip? And that's how I always think of things, too. I try and flip it the other way of like, if I had the opportunity to pay someone $30 for me not to have to go back to the mall, would I do it? Yes, I totally would. I don't who unless you like going to the mall. (laughs) The biggest piece of gold from this whole episode is Greg's journal. Um, I feel like he might need to publish some of these things. I don't know if it's just because we know him that it's funny and interesting and maybe that's it. We'd be the only ones buying it. But I I feel like I know exactly who he was in 1994 by listening to that. Yeah, I think when he read that, it was, I think we all can imagine what he was like and maybe is still like even a bit. Yeah, yes. (laughs) I didn't journal, so I can't speak to that. But I think if you are writing in a journal isn't that how it should be like what if he was just like uh we were over here and the girlfriend was mad and uh my friend was quiet i just wonder like he was saying i feel he he was kind of writing as if he was writing to an audience which he clearly is now but you're he was writing so like out of his own like you said you don't want to just be like oh yeah i cruised over here and that was cool like maybe making it a little bit more like your own voice but it did sound like he was somebody's going to read this one day and it's going to be whatever. It's not going to be making fun of it on a show. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. His pretentiousness is just like, Oh, what, what was your favorite line? The, I wrote down tuft of light. I mean, and the fact that it was called the boy from Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, those two things were the ones that stood out. Everything else. It was just like, Oh, he sounds, my husband's best friend or one of his closest friends is, totally greg it just reminds me of him he was my uncle's best friend growing up so i grew up knowing him too he's like the surfer and he's always tan he's always wearing flip-flops he's just like ultimate california guy and he's just like he's a cartoon character and i swear him and greg are like the same person and the way he was talking on there when he was saying he had a what did he say oh well first of all him having his dip the same as this guy like his dip and his beer and it always being like surfing in mexico like that's just this guy totally like are you sure you're not Craig? wait are you attracted to this guy no not at all wait are you when attracted i was a kid I no okay. uh i guess maybe in the beginning i kind of but eh he's a little too cool for me okay i usually like the nerdier ones <laughs> oh i'm telling you you and jeff or a match made in heaven. <laughs> uh, I mean, the journal was really funny. Um, I wish there was video on on everyone so we could see yes. their reactions because it was hilarious, especially when he said something about uh, 
wanting, wishing he was inside her or something like that. And just the the reactions from everyone, including Jeff with his vomit drop, um, would have been great to see on video. But I can't wait to hear everyone else's uh, yes. calls. Jenna hopefully is next. I'm I'm like jealous and also would have been really horrified if I did this myself. But I'm jealous that they did that and that they still have these things because these are little time capsules of who you were. And if I, I did write a diary in the nineties, I don't think I have it anymore, but I remember stumbling upon it. I probably wrote in the first, like first three pages and then never did it again. But I read it and it was talking, I was talking about going to see some band like Mazzy star or something. And I was talking about how much I love them. I'm like, I don't, I can't even think of one song. I don't even know if I had a CD. Someone must have mentioned it at some point. And I was gushing about this band. I'm like, really? I don't remember liking that at all or being interested in that. So it's just kind of funny to, I don't know, to have that kind of, well, here's the thing. Everybody now growing up, they all have Facebook and whatever else. And it's like permanently your whole history is right there. It's pretty much like a journal to really, I really want to see inside of like Jenna's. Did Allison, Allison has some, right? She's going to be bringing to the table. Um, I don't know. Um, hopefully, but also I w- what you mentioned about like Facebook and everything now, um, I feel like I, I don't have Facebook, but, um, I feel like one time I was like searching for some old tweet of mine. I think I was looking for like an old JMO and I was like, oh, these are my old tweets. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember that. Yes. And, but with Allison, she has all these blogs and, and videos even. So I feel like that's kind of her version and we've been getting that for a long time. But I do want to see the younger Allison. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's talking about 94. That was about the time that I was living at the house that Allison went to also. It was probably in 94, 95. So it sounds like we're all... The three of us are about the same age because I think he said he was about 20. I was like probably 19 and something like that. And I think Allison was too. So I was picturing if I would have been doing a journal at that time and then Allison at that time, like what we would have been talking about. Oh, I remember having <laughs> the picture of Kurt Cobain on my wall, like the cover of a magazine of after he died. And it's like that was the height of my depression i think at that time so it was just like the ultimate like this band that i love and now he's dead and it was just i can't even imagine what i would have written it would never been it wouldn't have been as uh put together as greg's but (laughs) man it's pretty embarrassing yeah fortunately i didn't have any of those moments (laughs) so the snack chat um I'm curious to try their roasted chicken chips, but listening to them eat really grosses me out. Are you one of those uh, sound people? I am, but I think after listening to some of her guests, the ASMR or whatever that thing is, the audio thing where people like hearing certain things, I didn't realize that there are certain things I do like to hear, like maybe like the writing on paper or shuffling of papers or stuff like that, like teachers, the way that the the noises that teachers make, I really like that. And I never really thought about it. The fake crunching doesn't bother me, but then the talking with the noises and the moist noises, I don't like them. Noises. (laughs) Where am I from? I was about to say. (laughs) So I thought, so first when you said it, I thought you meant to say it. And I was like, oh, that's a- I almost wrote it, that wave out. 
You should have. You, you had me going. I'm like, oh, look, she's so cool. She says noisy. I wish I said noisy. Oh, and then you, and then you gave up the facade. Uh, with the things they eat for snack chat sound interesting. And like Jenna with her Jenna tries. I'm like, I want to try all of these things, but not enough to spend my money on them. Right. Because maybe just because I'm boring, but I'm a creature of habit. So when I find something I like, I do it and I do it to death. But yeah, if anyone were to offer me a roasted chicken chip, I would love to eat it. It sounds, it sounds like uh, the way they were describing it sounds like amazing, actually. Like yeah. maybe I should be going out of my way to try these chips. And speaking of chips, they mentioned have a chips. Have you had those? Cause uh, I- yeah. Those are like the best chips ever. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw my tweet to Brittany because that's like a big thing. It's a local chip that was, they make them in Laguna. Actually, I'm surprised Greg didn't know that being his hometown. But the Krishna Temple is there, which I've eaten many times there. And they make their chips and they're awesome. They're with a hint of uh, lime and a hint of soy sauce and, and light or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> They're delicious. And you can save them. I've put a chip clip on them and you can still eat them. But they're not that many in a bag. I don't know. Do you guys have them out there yet? I've never seen them. I had to Google it. And I feel like I've seen it. But maybe I saw it on Google. <laughs> I my, don't know. My I've, friend, never, I've never tasted them. When we used to get them all the time, my friend... Uh, my one of my one of my millions. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's Mexican. And he said... He's like, Havea? What's a Havea? <laughs> so now, like, after that, it was always Brittany and I would just say, like, it, it was always called, we would always say Havea chips, and then we'd say Havea nice day, and that, I tweeted that today, because she was like, oh, Havea chips are the best, but I don't I actually know exactly how you pronounce it, because I've never gotten one from the Krishna guy. I like that hashtag out, he, visualize, he visualizes a flavor wizard. <laughs> Like some guy coming in with his shirt buttoned down and is like, here's what we're going to do. Here's these flavors and whatever. <laughs> I don't know. He's I fun. think, yeah, I think the reality would be much scarier because it's just like weird chemicals that they put into chips. Right. And uh, they mentioned it before when they were doing the, the four special Lay's flavors. Um, Daniel mentioned that he was watching a 60 Minutes the only reason I remember this so well is because I literally was listening to an old episode yesterday and it just randomly was this one. But he said that there's a 60 Minutes where they went to one of these flavor labs and they just can pick the perfect flavors and they can like make them so the flavor goes away in a certain amount of time or whatever. Weird. And it, so the I, I mean these can't these chips can't be good for you, but it is pretty amazing how they can make them taste so close to what it's supposed to taste like it is really weird and i know jenna was talking about she doesn't want her don't get your meat off my chips which sounds horrible but the reuben sandwich ones they were really gross and there was another one oh the euro one was pretty gross it, and i can see i think it was greg that he was saying it was kind of it tasted really good the roast chicken was super good flavor but it's just it's just a off-putting texture to be eating when it tastes like it's supposed to be chicken. I don't know. Like your brain's being tricked or something. But I definitely want to try these things. I don't know where to find them. but Yeah, so the guy that sent them in, please send them to us, please. Let's see. Two things. Okay, the first person that sent in about, you know, she didn't know if her son should go to the zoo because they're against animal cruelty. And um, 
number one, you have to be a good role model. And what you think of as a good role model is what should go in your house. So I think they gave really good advice. And I hate it when they're like, I feel uncomfortable giving parents advice. Like when somebody asks for it, I say go for it. I tried raising my kids to be vegetarian because I was vegetarian. And then, you know, then you slip and you're not. And I don't know. They do have to figure things out on their own. But I think having your conviction is more important than, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But they gave some good advice. And I think kids going and saying, they're either going to be there saying, making it uncomfortable for the kid or the kid's going to make it uncomfortable for the other kids. Or when they get back, they're all going to be talking about it and he's going to feel left out or he's going to be the weird kid that can't go anywhere. So I don't really know whatever's in her heart is what she just has to do. So I don't think anything anyone can tell you, you already have strong convictions. So go for it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know the circus is bad. And I remember the last time I went with my nephews, just standing there and the protesters have their signs, you know, and it's just, kind of awkward and uncomfortable but I'm like I, I I mean I always try to see both sides so I know it's a horrible thing the the things they have to do to train these animals are terrible I mean what kind of life is that for an animal they should be out in the wild but but then at the same time I'm like I have memories of going to the circus and they were fun I guess and you know, my nephews have fun going to the circus and they're at the age right now where maybe they don't have to be thinking about these things right now. They should just enjoy being a kid because there's plenty of time to learn about how horrible the world is. So I don't know. I don't have any advice for this lady, but I mean, do do whatever you're going to do. Yeah, I think what you said made you made a really good point be, to, you know, to be able to be a kid a little bit longer it is good to to instill things in your kids, but maybe not making it so scary because the world is already gonna show that it show itself to the kids. The next piece of advice was, uh, you know, moving out for the first time, and the person was asking for advice, and I think they all gave really good advice. My my only piece of advice, and the one thing that like I still hold on to, is my first. Well, first of all, my first moving out was with in that band house. So that was just fun. And I embraced it. And it was just, I really enjoyed all, a little bit too much. Um, but my first apartment on my own, where it was just me by myself with a cat and a dog, just like she is, um, enjoy your freedom. <laughs> That's the number one thing to take out of it. Just it, try and stay in the moment because it might be the only time you ever have just yourself before you get married, before you have kids or whatever it is, just to really enjoy being able to come home to your own place and take all the rest of their other people's advice. Don't let people sleep on your couch. Don't let, don't do any of that stuff. Like, you know, don't let people live with you. Just, just enjoy it. And learning to fix things. Whoever said that Greg said that. Yes. Uh, learning to fix things. That's a great idea. Like and you, you said, you can pretty much fig- figure anything out. Almost everything oh. is self-explanatory. If you look, you can figure out how something works and you just, just do it. It's, it's super simple. And also now with YouTube. Yes. You literally type whatever you want. There's no reason to not fix your own stuff. But if you're renting, yeah, tell the landlord and they should just come and fix it. Uh, the best part was when they revisited the story of Allison clogging Daniel's toilet. <laughs> and then it almost turned into like two different stories of it happening because they couldn't remember which one they were talking about. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't, he was really in love. <laughs> 
it was funny. Yeah, and I I think if you go back to an earlier Jama Patrol episode, I don't know if you remember the the poop oh, yeah. the poop knife and then the poop soup and then the whole bunch of stuff. That was different because yeah. that was a stranger. That's not your husband or some or your kids. True, but imagine that like, guy your... should have some fucking <laughs> dignity and clean his shit. <laughs> yes, not try to put boiling water in there. What kind of fucking <laughs> maniac is he? <laughs> the biggest kind. Um, <laughs> I think, though, when you're first dating somebody or very early on in the relationship, it's the last thing you want to have. They Everyone yeah. poops. Okay, we get it. But you don't want it shoved in your face in the first couple of, like, oh, here's... Because, re-. you know, the best part of early dating is there's no reality. You're like, you don't have to deal with problems. Everything's easy. And then when you have a clogged toilet, it's like, well, there's reality right in your face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They were, I guess, early early on dating, but I don't know. By that time, she was already, you know, she's staying at his house. So, I mean, what else do you need to see? You've seen everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) From the inside out. I have one more thing before we go to JMO's. Yes. Greg mentioned that he uh, is doing this app called Musical.ly. And do you know what that is? I did not hear past the JMO, so no. And I don't know what that is. Okay, so he said that he's not going to do it publicly. Maybe he might, but um, I think it's this app where you record a video of yourself singing along to a song, but it plays the song at half speed. Then when it plays it back, it plays it back at double speed, so now it's normal speed, but it looks weird. Weird. You should look at, you should look into it cuz I saw like two videos of it and it's actually kind of funny. What's it called again? It's musically, like just like musically, okay. but it has a I think it's .ly. So it's musical.ly. Mm, okay. He was talking about that he did it with like a Slayer song and that he did it with um I forgot what other old song he mentioned. But um, yeah, I want to see these videos of Greg. It sounds hilarious. And they mentioned that they should all do it. And Jenna said she might start doing it because her nieces and nephews are into it. So I hope we see some Jenna on there at least. That sounds awesome. I would love that. How about let's do some JMOs? So on the Monday episode, there was a repeat JMO, but Jeff mentioned that it was a repeat JMO. It was Katie Shrum's uh, catch-up tweet which me and Leanne discussed uh, on last week's episode. But do you have any thoughts on ketchup? Is it gross? Or is Katie Shrum a crazy person because she likes the Seahawks? <laughs> um, I don't think it's gross, but I definitely don't want it on everything. It has its place, for sure. I yeah. yeah, I'm more of a mustard person, but I like, you know, ketchup on fries sometimes on a burger for sure, although I prefer Thousand Island. I will put it on a hot dog sometimes, but I have to have mustard and relish so it like you know whatever other than that i'm not we don't go through a lot of ketchup in this house the jmo that i wrote down was about pillows uh ron vegas says new pillows seem fine in the store get them home worst pillow ever first of all i kind of feel like this is a repeat maybe it's not maybe i'm just imagining I don't think it's a repeat, but I know they definitely talked about pillow setups before. Right. Maybe that's just what I'm thinking of. But that, well, first of all, about the JMO, he says, in the store, uh, in the store, they seem fine. Is he like laying <laughs> yeah. down on these pillows in the store? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm wondering, too, because I think 
first of all, I don't know. Yeah, he must be. Or he's just squishing it with his hand, which is not really testing it out. So right. I think that's what it is. Like you, I mean, that's what I do. I grab a pillow and I'm like feeling it. I'm like, yeah, that feels okay. And then I buy it and then I live with it. And um, But the reason I wanted to talk about this was because the amount of pillows that they use is shocking to me. Now, maybe yes. because they're older and they care more about how they feel, but I wake up with a backache every day. <laughs> and maybe if I did some more creative pillow positioning, I would be slightly better. But I have two pillows and I use one, maybe both, sometimes none. But I don't put any between my knees, under my back, or anything crazy. How do you well, sleep? I know other we, than with Squirtle. Yeah. I, I definitely need something between my knees. In other words, Squirtle. <laughs> Sorry, husband. And then I have like the regular pillow that I sleep with and then a squishy pillow that I that I can hug to like hold in my my top half. But I don't need, I don't understand five pillows. I'd like to see the setup on that. It seems like you need to have your own bed for that sort of situation to work out. Five pillows seems excessive. Three is already a lot. And I think if I just had a good body pillow, that it would knock out Squirtle and the squishy old pillow that I have. And I wasn't talking about my husband there that time. <laughs> okay. So yeah. They, so Allison, or they mentioned the husband pillow. Do you, have you seen one of those? No, I saw it. <laughs> That's right. I saw like a boyfriend pillow where it's actually like a guy that his arm comes around. So I guess that would be more of a husband since you're, you know, supposed to be in bed with him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we could uh, wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I'm so glad that I got to talk with you. I'm super glad that you were able to cover for me last week and um, and join me tonight because I always have fun talking with you, obviously, because we've been talking for hours. Super excited. AllisonRosen.com. Her Patreon page is now in effect. So go support the show because she does all this for free. And even if you just want to give a couple bucks or whatever, it's it's helping her show. And that means it's helping you. And then you get some awesome rewards out of it. If you want to be a part of this show, email us at bffancast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, bffancast.com. Follow us on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. And Rafael, where can we find you? Because we do want to follow you. RMC Guitars on Twitter. And really quick, I just want to say that the Patreon page is up. I mean, even if you can't do the higher tiers, I mean, whatever you can... If you're a fan, you're probably already going to do it. But, I mean, the show doesn't cost you anything. I mean, I I always feel like I'm not helping Allison enough. And, like, the amount of entertainment and joy and just, like, people that I've met because of the show. Like, you can't put a price on these things. Except for I have. <laughs> monthly <laughs> now. And, as always, uh, I have to mention, if you have some vacation coming up you should try to come out to la pod fest september 23rd to the 25th we now know that she will be performing on the 24th uh possibly at noon and if you can't make it you can still purchase the live stream use the code rosen for five dollars off go to underscore underscore ashley on twitter ashley bloodworth is doing the ms walk again if you want you can help her out and that would be good karma and i don't think i have anything else to plug uh megan if you're listening we gotta have that phone call we love you megan (laughs) oh you haven't uh, shouted out Brittany. oh my god (laughs) oh by the way Brittany, 
Have a nice day. Thank you and good night. You want bread? Yes, please. Three dollars! <laughs> what? No soup for you! 